Hello and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuyper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Jem. Jem's here, taking yep. a nap, waiting yep. for the next thing to happen. The true, the true host of this podcast right. now. She's literally taken over the office. It's nice, though. It feels good. Like, I, I enjoy, from my perspective, watching everybody walk in, say hi to me, politely, <laughs> like, and then look hi. over at Jem and or just like, ear to ear smile. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Can you say hi to Jem? Hey, Jem. You know? <laughs> well, next time you come in, I'll say, I'll, I'll be like, oh, Joe, you good boy. <laughs> it's so good to see you, and I'll pat your head. And, you know, yeah, there we go. It'll be we good. talked about that last time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I have not gone around rubbing any bellies and patting heads yet. <laughs> so, anyway. So, what have you been up to? Uh, well, um, I've taken up a new hobby. What's that? An old new hobby, if Ooh. you will. Roller skating. Nice. Yeah, it's actually it's. Um, I kind of thought when I was like when I was a teenager and a young adult, I was like, yeah, nobody really does that anymore. So wrong. So fun. Um, all the roller rinks around here are packed all yeah. the time. And, uh, yeah, I went out skating, took my daughter the other day. It was comical because she fell within, like, two seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's very tall, so she's all, like, arms and legs and just, <laughs> you know, it's, like, a lot when she goes down. But, but yeah, she got the hang of it. But, nice. Yeah, it's really cool, though. But it's really neat because there's, like, a, a lot of people, all different everything there. Yeah. It's very diverse. And people are really, really talented. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm just glad I can skate in circles and, like, not fall down. And yeah. Maybe turn around once in a while, but yeah, I love there's the, some. I love the videos I see on social media of, like, the synchronized skaters. Like, not professionals by far, but, like, normal people who are just so good at it. They all, like, move in sync. They all, like, their steps are the same. It's really yeah. cool to see. And it, it makes you wonder just how much they do that. Yeah, it is. I have to give a shout-out to Tammy from our office. Because I'd been thinking about it, but she's actually been skating too. Nice. And she's the one who invited me to go out with her. And so then I felt back in love oh, with her. Oh, that's so, cool. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Tammy. And she <laughs> listens a lot, so I'm sure she'll hear this eventually. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on, Joe? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. There's a lot of new things out. Uh, we had Moon Knight come out on Disney Plus, which know was what pretty that cool. Is. It's another comic book uh, superhero character. Who's Moon Knight? Moon Knight is about Mark Spector. Okay. I don't want to give out too much. Okay, we can talk off. I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin the plot. That's but right. basically, it's a guy, and he has a sleep disorder, slash multiple personalities, and he's learning about his other personalities himself and this entity called Moon Knight. Okay, yeah. intriguing. I don't want to ruin the plot, but so far it's pretty good. It's only one episode in, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, to use my stepdad's I, Disney Plus account. There you go. <laughs> then uh, Morbius came out. Um, oh, most people will skip that one. No, that one yeah. looks really good. I'm wanting to see that. I didn't realize it was out already. But yeah, know. it's a Sony production. It's not an MCU film, so it's not by Disney yeah. and Marvel Is that the proper. Is Jared Leto in it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and people are saying he's now responsible for two of the wor- for the worst DC movie and the worst Marvel movie. Although, Everybody's to be a fair, critic. to be fair, Morbius is higher rated than the last Fantastic Four movie they did, and but, but, but barely. Yeah, like it's pretty. They're both pretty bad, but, but Morbius Leto's, wasn't horrible to me. 
Yeah, Jared Leto's a unique character, though. So you have to He's understand. He's a unique him. actor, for sure. That's what, that's what I meant. Yeah, a unique for actor. For sure. Uh, so you have to appreciate his style, I yes. think, to appreciate his movies. Yes. Because he's done a lot of really interesting movies and has played kind of that non-traditional, almost eccentric type character. Yes. And if you don't appreciate that... I'd agree with eccentric. You know, yeah. Yeah. But my thing is, is if you take... You take like the last few roles that he's he's done. He always absorbs himself in the character that he does, yeah. and I didn't see that really in Morbius, which is fine because it's a comic book movie. That's not what you're looking for. Right. But he's on a show, and I think Apple um, or iTunes, sorry, Apple, <laughs> called We Crashed. I've heard about this. If you look at, he is almost it. unrecognizable. It is impressive. The kind of absorption he goes into these roles. Yeah. I mean, he did it in House of Gucci. He's yeah. unrecognizable. Yeah. And it's incredible to see the work he does on himself, not yeah. just the character that he plays, like right. on himself. So I like Jared Leto. I love to see what he does. One of my all-time favorite roles from him was uh, Lord of War. He played Nicolas Cage's brother. Uh-huh. He was really good in that movie. Yeah. You, you kind of hate him. You kind of like him. And then it's like... It's, but it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm not going to age myself by telling you the first time I ever saw him in anything. No, tell me. Come on. Oh, my so-called life. Oh, yeah. Jordan that's Catalano. right. Like, I can recall that. That was the one with Claire Danes, right? Yes. Yes, they were so young in that show. Yes. Yeah. I was super I was, young watching it, too. So was I. So, like, it was, it was, <laughs> I was too young for it, and it wasn't really my thing, so I didn't watch it, but I was very aware of it. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too young. Yeah. I was old enough. I felt I like it wasn't for us, though. No. It was for kids a little bit older than us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, it was, I do have a couple years on you. So, I, yeah. I thought I thought you were younger than me. Well, I'll take it. No. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm younger than Joe, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but lots of new stuff. By the time this airs, uh, the new... Fantastic Beasts movie is going to play. I'm really excited to take my kids to go see that. I yeah. love all things Harry Potter. Even if it's not quite the same thing. Right. But we're all for that kind of content. Like we, One day we're going to go down to Orlando and, and do the Harry Potter place in whatever that <laughs> resort. Not resort, but park is. I can't remember which one. Uh, Universal Studios. As, I'm looking at you. I'm like... You don't surely. How do I not know? Right. You must be talking about something else. No, but yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna go down one day. Yeah. I uh, what have I watched recently? I watched Bridgerton. Oh yes, my wife binged all of Bridgerton. I was a little disappointed. This is what she said too. She felt felt the same way. It felt pretty much like the first season, except for it just was. That's and that's what I told her too. I felt and I said that too. I I feel like from her descriptions. The stories are exactly the same. It was almost identical, just new people in those places. Right. I almost enjoyed some of the subplots better. Ooh, interesting. Uh, like with Eloise, which is one of the Bridgerton daughters, and uh, there's some stuff going on there. There was just There's just a lot of different things going on with uh, Penelope and um, some other characters that I just thought was more interesting. Yeah. Plus, there was like a crucial decision point in the show where it's like, you could have made the correct decision. I guess the show would have been over then. But yeah, exactly. It's just, it just irritating because it was too obvious. It's like, well, no. It's like, too simple. Right. Yeah. Like, you didn't complicate it enough. Yeah. Like, your reasoning was was bad. And there was a way out. Yeah. And whatever. And 
It's interesting. And then you end up making it more complex. It's, it was just, yeah. So, But I still loved it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The person who plays Queen Charlotte, her hair. The queen? Oh, oh my the gosh. Queen, the queen's fantastic. The queen is the best. I'll, I'll, I'll tell my wife I'm not interested, and then I'll look over, and I'll see some stuff, and I'll be like But her hair is like watching. 10 feet high. Yeah. Like, I really need to see how they do that. I'm sure there's a trick to it. Oh, I'm sure. But I would love to see it because it's <laughs> incredible. The, the, uh. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes does no wrong. Oh, yeah, she does some amazing work. Yeah. I'll give her credit for that. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. So anything with her name on it, I will at least watch it. Yeah, talking about, talking about like easy plots, uh, we watched Death on the Nile recently. I don't know that one. It's about a French detective after World War I. Okay. And he, he goes and he solves crime. Something Poirot is his last name. I can't remember his first name. But it's really, it's really good. They're really good movies. There was, it was one movie where they were on a train, and I can't remember the name all of a sudden. But the second one is Death on the Nile, which is just a, another murder mystery on a boat. On and, a boat. On a boat on the Nile. <laughs> but it's really good. It's very old school. It has that old noir look to it, it which is like really Agatha nice. Sounds like Christie. It, it basically they're interchangeable. Like it's that kind of crime solving things very. Very mental, very, uh, I mean, there's action to it, I, I suppose, but it's more like Knives Out. Oh, I love Knives and Out. And Knives Out was really good. That was really good. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty good. Lots of stuff for our people to watch. So if you're out there, you can tune into any of those things. They're out, yeah. they're out on the ether. If you're still so. listening and you're not bored by Joe and I's random. <laughs> All the stuff we're watching because on TV. We're- we're so we're so uh, so cool that we watch a lot of TV, <laughs> but there are some other important things happening yes. um, this time of year. Uh, so it is springtime, believe it or not. Yep. Even though it's a little been a little bit rainy and ick uh, to start off April, but spring cleanup is underway here mm-hmm. on the installation. It is. So be safe about it. There is some instruction that's out there about where you can clean up and and how you should go about it. Uh, but definitely, please partake. There's a lot of garbage around this place. Yeah, that's and unfortunate. And I mean, I hate to say that out loud, but you just drive down the road and see it. So, yep. and we put that stuff there, so we all need to go out and pick it up. And, exactly. And we be can good, do better, Be good guys. stewards. And, and, you know, it's been cold and ick, and, you know, this time of year is the opportunity to, to clean up the base, make her beautiful, and and have a great uh, spring and summer season coming here. So. Yes, summer's yes. going to be fantastic. Let's oh, make wait. it look nice, too. Yes, yes. Um Another thing happening this month, um, a shout out to our EEO office for uh, their uh, monthly observances that they put out. They mm-hmm. have one coming up April 28th for Holocaust Remembrance. Mm-hmm. So highly encourage everybody to uh, get over to Club Mead. It starts about 1130, I think they start. And uh, you can check out that observance as well. And speaking of observances, this month is Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month. Yep. And today we have Samantha Herring on the show with us, which she's been on the show before with us, and we've talked about similar stuff, but we're going to talk about it again because it's a very, very important topic, and it's one that we want to make sure as many people hear as possible, because you never know when somebody might need help, or they just didn't know something, and this could help them, you know, make the right call, or or help somebody in need, or, or get support if they require it, so... Uh, Today we have Samantha on the show. Samantha, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let's just jump right into it. Mm -hmm. For all intents and purposes, for definition's sake, so everybody understands, what is sexual assault? 
Okay, awesome. Uh, sexual assault is defined as intentional sexual contact characterized by the use of force, threats, intimidation, or abuse of authority, or when the victim does not or cannot consent. Consent may be revoked at any time. Just because you were in a relationship and it was consensual sex doesn't mean that consent rolls over to the next day. Sure. Mm. Or that you've changed your mind. And Absolutely. you can say, no thanks, we're good. Yeah. Even when you say I do. Right. That's, and and that's an important mm -hmm. one, too, because I yeah. think people think that, you know, that when you get married that somehow that goes away and it, it just doesn't. You have, to, you have to remember that you have the power anytime, no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely. To change your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So for, for everyone out there, who's, whose job is it to prevent sexual assault? You know, that's an excellent question. It's everybody's job. Yeah. Um, here at Fort Meade, I'm famous for saying, and I hear it all the time from others, one team, one fight. It takes mm. all of us to be active bystanders, to really, when you see something, say something. And if you feel comfortable, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Some tools that, that you can use is what we call the three Ds, where you can be direct with someone. You can distract to intervene, get someone out of a situation, or you can delegate that responsibility if you are not comfortable to a battle buddy, commander, to me, or anyone to say, hey, I see something and it's not right. And I'm not sure if I should say anything and maybe ask your battle yeah. to say something. And what resources are available here uh, for victims of sexual assault and I mean also to keep in mind we have uniform personnel civilian personnel so I'm assuming there's some different resources depending on kind of where you fall can you talk a little bit about those resources absolutely so first of all the the newest change with services effective November uh, 2021 DOD civilians are eligible to receive sharp services in a unrestricted case Capacity. I mean, when you think about it, they work side by side with our service members. Right. Uh, we want to make sure we're supporting them and taking care of them as well. And those services um, would look like advocacy services. Um, let's remember victim advocacy is victim driven. I may know what they need or what I, I feel is best for them at that time, but we want to empower them from the power right. that was taken from them right. to let mm -hmm. them decide. So we may talk about services of a safe exam, sexual assault forensic exam. We have MOUs with Mercy Hospital in Baltimore and with Baltimore Washington Medical Center yep. where they can receive safe exam services. Although we have Kimbrough Clinic here, they do not provide these exams. They are a clinic. They do not have uh, a safe nurse on board right. to facilitate behavior health services. Um, DOD civilians sometimes are also dependents. So depending on if they are eligible, they can get behavior health services at Kimbrough, or we can link them to a warm handoff of services within the um, community with some of our partnerships. Um, service members, active duty service members and their dependents, 18 and above, can receive all SHARP services. Um, again, the SAFE exam, behavior health, chaplain services, if they choose. So we have a host of services case by case that are available and we have uh, in unrestricted cases full command support. We work collectively together to ensure that we are providing all services available to 
victims of sexual assault. And I love what you're saying about how you're empowering the victim. It's victim-driven because mm-hmm. every victim's going to respond differently, right? Yes, absolutely. So I just know, like, even taking away the sexual assault aspect, when I think I know what's best and I'm trying to push it on, like, my child or yeah. something, it just, it, it, it uh, you know, causes a lot of anxiety. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, just back off. So I can only imagine in that kind of a crisis-type situation how too much coming at you could be yeah. a lot to, to take in. So it's great to hear that this is all very victim-driven. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to tell the victim how to feel, how to act. They're just letting them kind of process and, and take take care of it in their own pace. Such a yeah. key word, process, because we don't know their history. Right. We don't know if there was some trauma in their past that yeah. they've never spoke about or had any services for. So uh, we want to be careful to let them leave. As long as there's no homicidal, suicidal ideations, no child involved in the assault, then we want to give them the the dignity and respect to let them move at their own pace. Something something you brought up too a moment ago was uh, about how it's not just service members now. And we have 120 tenant units on the post. Yes, sir. And can everyone assigned to them call your number for assistance? And if not, who can? Uh, Everyone can call Garrison... 24-7 helpline for assistance. Um, I can always direct them to their proper lane. And Mm -hmm. what I mean is all of our tenant organizations at brigade level have a brigade SART victim advocate. Example, we'll say 780th. 780th is uh, Colonel Lennox. He has a team over there. Amber Mm -hmm. Fitzwater is their brigade SART, and she has victim advocate for support. But if they choose, if they say, I want to speak to Garrison, If they say, I want to speak to Navy, Air Force, Marines, Mm -hmm. they can go to any branch they choose. Mm -hmm. We just want them to get the services that they need. And I really love that part about the program. You're not just, you have to be with Army because you're Army. You have to be with Air Force because you're Air Force. Again, one team, one fight. We just want to get in and take care of everybody. And I love that you don't have to search for a number. Whatever number you have, call it and you'll get to the right resources and the right people. So just because you're a Navy and it's an Army number, call it anyway, because Uh they'll still get you in the right direction. And that's I think that's really important with our unique makeup of people here on the installation. So earlier we talked about, you know, disrupt, uh, direct, and delegate. Delegate. Mm -hmm. And my question is, because a lot of times, you know, maybe there's somebody who witnesses a sexual assault, or know something about a sexual assault, maybe they somebody talked to them about it, what does a person do if they're aware that something has happened? So first and foremost, we definitely would like you to report. Not everyone on this installation is a mandated report. Commanders are mandated reporters. I'm a mandated reporter. First responders are mandated reporters. However, if you witness a sexual assault, The options of reporting are restricted, unrestricted. If you go to leadership and report a sexual assault, they are mandated to report the information that they have. One new change to the SHARP program, um, with the restricted and unrestricted, there was a time if the command was aware, the victim would lose their opportunity for a restricted report. Now the command can have knowledge do what they need to do to report because mm-hmm. they're mandated reporters, but that victim can still have a restricted report. 
people need time to process what has happened to them. Yeah. They need time to decide if I want a full investigation right now. Mm -hmm. I've been assaulted. I've been touched. I don't know if I want a safe exam. I don't know if right. I want everybody coming at me right yeah. now. So they still have the opportunity um, for that restricted report. But we do ask, if you see something, again, please say something. Try to help. We want you to be safe, but we do want you to act. We want you to intervene and be a good bystander. So April's a really big month for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we have a lot going on. And so what is happening in April here at Fort Meade to raise awareness about Sharp? Great. Thank you for giving me this plug. So we kicked off <laughs> April April 1st with a wonderful proclamation mm -hmm. ceremony. Uh, we wanted to show that we're purple and we're unified. Mm -hmm. And uh, on behalf of Colonel Christopher Nyland, our installation garrison commander, he invited all partner commanders to come and sign our proclamation. Uh, with your support here at PAO, it was uh, on Facebook Live, we had spoken yeah. word. We had Miss Christina Rose, who was appointed by President Joe Biden. She's the director of the Office of Victims of Crime. She came and gave some wonderful remarks. And we just, you know, kicked off with, we're here. COVID don't stop us. We're still here. We're still supporting. And we just had a wonderful turnout for that. Um, some of our other events today, we are having a project prevention series by USASIC is happening right now. Actually, when I'm done, I'm going to jump in over there. It's a three-part series of prevention information with guest speakers. We also have a essay poem contest that is going on, and you will not believe the, the essays and poems that we are receiving that are so powerful. We have silent mm -hmm. victims out there that have not come forward by choice or they have not found the courage yet, but yeah. their voice is just as loud on paper. So we're really excited about that. We have Denim Day. We have a lot of great events. Uh, Air Force is doing Ruck a Mile. It's like walking in a victim's shoes. And um, everybody just jump in, and we get really excited to share and bring awareness to the whole community. And we are posting a lot of these events, well, all of these events, yes. on, yep. <laughs> on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can go to the Garrison Facebook page and just check out what a great um, events are going on to raise awareness about sexual assault and how to prevent this from happening to anyone else. So we know April is, is kind of the big month, right, where we raise awareness for this. But what's being done outside of the month of April to put a stop to sexual assault? Uh, great question, another one. Um, so, sadly, we all know assault doesn't just occur in April. Right. Um, it's ongoing. Um, so, we are always hosting educational events. We're partnering with YWCA, our MOU partners at Mercy Hospital, and at... Um, various other locations to raise awareness, to bring education. Um, sexual assault um, professionals, we have to maintain CEUs, continuing education units. Mm -hmm. So there is a host of training, uh, NOVA conventions, uh, National Office of Victim Advocacy, mm -hmm. Organization of Victim Advocacy. Uh, all kinds of information and trainings that we put out, we attend partner events in the community, YWCA hosts 
a monthly training about what's happening in the community, mm -hmm. their sexual assault numbers, how they are getting after uh, zero tolerance. So we constantly train, constantly put events on, and uh, hope we can eradicate and change the culture. We will be doing a tree planting ceremony in conjunction with Earth Day over here at Berber Lake on the 22nd at 10 a.m. This is being hosted by the United States Army Field Band, DPW with Garrison to show that the representation of the tree is for our victims that have not come forward, our victims that are now survivors, and the fight that we are still fighting and always will fight. As the tree grows, we hope more victims will come forward and stand before that tree and help us again change the culture here at Fort Meade. And here's Chad Jones with our digital gibber. Hey, Team Meade. Welcome to your digital dose of gibber. This is your public affairs officer, Chad Jones, here to wish you a Ramadan Mubarak. For those of you who do not know, this is the time of year where mean about 2 billion others of our citizens are going to be fasting in what is known as the holy month of Ramadan. That means no food, water, love making, or fighting and fight negative thoughts for the next 30 days. And for the hundreds of Muslims on for it, it is our time to practice being God conscious. Early mornings, long nights, and catching naps where we can. Is, is part of what Ramadan's about. But a few weeks ago, I also had the privilege of talking to our friends over at the agency about what it means to be Ramadan woke, or basically how you, as non-Muslims, can be supportive of your Muslim believers during this month. And it really came down to about a list of five things that you can, that you can do, and a few things you can expect from your friends during the next 30 days, where from about 5.30 a.m. till approximately 7.30 p.m. we'll be going without the things most of us take for granted in an attempt to hopefully be more conscious of what other people are going through, become more charitable, and things of that nature. So to make things quick, here's the five things that I, that I shared that you can do to help be more conscious of your, your friends as they're going through Ramadan. One, if you're a supervisor, hold your employees to standard. As much as people want to be and as much as uh, a lot of my Muslim friends, myself included, like to sneak in naps, Ramadan is not an excuse to get out of work. In fact, according to scripture, it's our time where we should be doing our best work and struggling to get through it. With that, you need to be cognizant that it, it is a struggle. Ramadan is a time, you know, it's very much like a deployment. You're excited when you start, you're excited when it's over, and the middle just drags on and on as you're struggling to find time to take a nap and waiting for the sun to come down. One thing you should not do, though, is blurt out, hey, aren't you supposed to be fasting? That could lead to uh, some pretty uncomfortable conversations because what a lot of people don't know, there are some things within the religion that make it unlawful to fast. A lot of those things are personal in regards to why an individual may not fast, old age, menstruation, those type of things. So if you just come out half-cocked thinking, hey, you're not supposed to be drinking water, you might just lead yourself into a conversation where your foot ends up in your mouth. And the last thing that you can absolutely do during Ramadan to help your, your co-workers is eat and drink. We're the ones fasting, you're not. And nothing makes me more uncomfortable than somebody asking, 
hey, is it okay if I drink a little bit of water? Absolutely. Go on and live your life. Now, with that, don't plan the big office potluck, day 12 of Ramadan, because that would just be me. But absolutely go do what you do. Now, on the other side of it, here's a few things that you might be able to expect from your Muslim coworkers that are a little bit off. Un, we're probably going to be a little bit less chipper. And that's not just because we're hungry or thirsty, which we are, but it's also because it has been directed to us by God to, to, to lower our gaze and to be a little bit more quiet during that time so we can spend more time reflecting on God. So if your buddy isn't as jovial as he usually is, it's cool. He's just doing his thing. A lot of Muslims will likely have bad breath during this month because during that time of Ramadan, during fasting times, a lot of Muslims do not brush their teeth. We do what you'll probably see a little stick called a mishwak that we use in and out of our mouth to help keep our teeth clean. But most people do not put toothpaste or anything in their mouth. So, you know, if you keep a little bit of distance from talking, that's not rude because, you know, bad breath is still bad breath. And then the other thing that we'll be doing that you should be cognizant of is that Muslims will be gathering in large groups for the next month. Hundreds of people together in close quarters to where we can pray. And this is the first time we've been able to do this in two years due to COVID, so we'll probably be more close as normal. Which brings me to the last point I want to bring up is about COVID conscious. It is okay to remain, remain COVID conscious during this time. If you know you have employees who are uh, going through here, it's okay to continue to wear your mask. Here on the fort, and it's very popular now that we're reducing mask mandates that COVID is somehow over, but all it takes is one look at the newspaper to know that Omicron B is as prevalent now as ever, and actually England just had its most cases of COVID ever. So as Colonel Nyland often says, we might be done with COVID, but COVID is not done with us, which makes me to implore and end this message to keep COVID compliant. Keep your social distance. Wash your hands frequently. Make sure, and if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, please do so. And with that, if you can follow those quick tips, you might avoid getting your fingers bit off by a hungry co-worker as we get through this whole month. Until next time, TV, I'm here. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as iTunes. We're also on divotub.net. If you search Fort Meade to classify. 